Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Talk Recorded live.
Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our Monday night fellowship and Bible study on Talk Shoe. Yes, one drop of blood. Praise God for His Amen. blood that washed away our sins, past, present, and future. Amen, amen, and amen. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. And Revelation chapter 1, 7, who washed us, praise be to the Lord Jesus Christ, who washed us from our sins in his own blood. All about the blood, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Anyway, good to see you folks there in the chat room tonight. And uh, tonight we're going to be in Isaiah. We're going to talk a little bit about the millennial reign of Christ. And we may hit a little bit into Micah chapter 4 and 5 and what your, some of you that's got the broad spectrum look can see of what's taking place in the world as we know it today, especially in North America or in the United States of America, which in type, in type, don't get me wrong, in type is a type of the New Jerusalem. Anyway, Brother Dave, if you would open us in a word of prayer. Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come tonight, and Lord, I just bring glory and honor to the Lord Jesus Christ. I I give him praise and thanks, and he is deserving of all our service. And Lord Jesus, we give you thanks tonight for your blood that defeated the enemy and defeated our, our enemies personally in our personal life. Totally, totally took away all the weapons and disarmed the enemy and immobilized their ability to reign and rule over us. They can attack us at times, but the the victory is ours, and they, in the end results, will be totally and utterly defeated, and we will be glorified with the Lord Jesus Christ either upon his returning or when we meet him. Yes, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus tonight, I pray that all is said and done brings glory to the Lord Jesus Christ and brings a smile to your face, Lord, is said and done for your pleasure. I pray that the Holy Spirit anoint Pastor Don to teach and anoint me to read the Word of God just the way the Lord Jesus Christ would have it read if he was sitting here among us tonight reading the Word. 
And I pray, Lord, for your people out there that you'd give them ears to hear and eyes to see. Especially, Lord, eyes to see not just now when we're learning, but how to apply these things and to see as they're going through their daily lives the spiritual things that are going on around them and the results of prayers that and seed that they've sown. And it's amazing sometimes to me how God shows you things that have been wrought and angelic activity and hallelujah. I just thank you for it, Lord, and I pray for further victories yes. in people's personal lives, but they that they would Use this word tonight and apply it, Lord, in spiritual service to tear down strongholds in this world, to tear down the works of the devil by the power of the blood of Jesus, by the work of the cross, and by the power of the Holy Spirit and the angels of God working with us on behalf of the King of kings and Lord of lords. I pray in the name of Jesus, so be it. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, folks, we've been... um, Anybody that's been with me for any length of time and followed this program has known how much time we spent in the in the book of Isaiah. And Isaiah is just so jam-packed. I mean, it is absolutely jam-packed from 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 chapter one to chapter sixty-six. You know, in the Dead Sea Scrolls, when they they found the um, the book, the whole scroll of Isaiah, which was word perfect with Isaiah, it was just an amazing thing that they found the complete scroll of Isaiah in the Dead Sea Scrolls, and it it went right along with what had already been written down. It was just fantastic. But anyway, there's so much in the book of Isaiah, and Isaiah probably deals with um, the reign of Christ. In different places, there's different spots. The way Isaiah writes, I've explained it in the past, and we'll see it right here in just a few minutes. In chapter 1, chapter 2, the first the first 12 chapters, or the first 14 chapters, how it, how, how it works. I mean, he ta- starts out talking historically about um, Jerusalem, and then he'll be talking about some historical event that actually took place in the past, and boom. There's a prophecy about the Lord coming back. There's a prophecy about the Lord's birth. There's a prophecy about his reign. I mean, in the middle of where, it, right in, just out of nowhere. I mean, that is, um, I could, there's just example after example after example I've went through over the last six years if we, as we've gone through Isaiah many, many, many times. There's still things in Isaiah that are... Um, that nobody's got a handle on in some of the latter parts of the chapter. Before we finish tonight, I'll show you the deterrent that the Lord is going to use. I told you about the folks that was with me last night or have watched the program from last night. I'll show you the deterrent the Lord's going to use for the people during the millennial reign. And all those that think that there is no millennial reign don't know the word of God. They took a sucker's word, all right? They've listed, they've set under post-millennial teaching or amillennial teaching. That's what they've done. And the, like I've explained many, many times in the past, it was the Renaissance era that brought about the, this post-millennial and amillennial teachings, okay, and from, and out of the Protestant church. 
the ones that never were a part of the Catholic Church were always premillennial. The Anabaptists, the Bogomiles, the Catharii, all right, the Polyseans, all the early church fathers were all premillennial. Now, you think you're smarter than the ones that were only 150 or 200 to 250 years out from the resurrection? I throw not, or I think not, put it in up-to-date English. I say, and that's the problem. Nobody knows history. The ones that don't know history are condemned to repeat the lessons of history. All right? If you think that I'm making this up, go read Tertullian. All right? Go read Justin Martyr. Go read Ignatius. Spend a little time. But if it's worth it to you, see, you will do what your heart dreams, where your heart, your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You will do what you love. You see, you're going to do what you want to do. There's no, there's no little spirit going to come in and shock you into wanting to love Jesus Christ. Either you've been born again and have an innate desire to love him and his things, or either you don't. Now, you can have it and lose it and have to get move up the boxcars toward the head of the train to get it back because you've, you've fallen away from that first love. Or either you never had it to begin with. And if you've never had it to begin with, you're not one of his. That's not my words. That's the Apostle Paul's words. Amen, Brother Dave. Amen. And that's just the way it is. Okay? I hate to start off coming down so hard, but biblical ignorance just burns me up. It burns me up because there's no reason. There is absolutely no reason for it. And I, that's the reason I harp on it all the time. You make time for everything else you want to do, but you won't make time to study the book. Now, how do you think that's going to fly at the judgment seat of Christ? What kind of excuse do you, do you think you're going to use, I didn't know, Lord? Do you think that excuse is going to fly with the Lord? If you are at the judgment seat of Christ, it's if you're at the white throne judgment, bye-bye, baby, goodbye. Okay? Unless you've never seen the Word of God or never had a Bible-believing preacher, you've never heard a Bible-believing preacher, and you've never heard the gospel of the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord, you might, you'll have an excuse then, but unless you have never seen the Bible, never heard anybody preach it, or never heard the gospel, you have no excuse. You have no excuse. And you know as well as I know, if you're an honest person, I'm telling you the truth. You do what you want to do. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also, period. Yes. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about it. And your pet beliefs, and I, hey, I've had pet beliefs, I've had to publicly on there say I was wrong. Okay? And I've been in his book for, as of uh, 
February the 23rd of this year, 46 years. Okay? But yet your beliefs are right. You're not going to vote. You may void the word of God by your tradition. That's what's wrong with, quote, unquote, churchianity today. And I just love to slam these no-millennium people because they wipe away they wipe away the promises of God that God made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. They wipe away their own belief in the Anglo-Israel truth by denying it. As you're going to see in chapter 11 here, there's a key verse that just absolutely where the word of God takes a hobnail boot and kicks you in the mouth if you're post-millennial or amillennial. And I've seen the ones that are post-millennial read over it and never give it a second thought. Never even, never give it a second thought. And it has to do with fulfilling the promises that God made to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. And when I say that the United States of America is a type of the New Jerusalem, the biggest influx of Israelite people that has ever been seen in the history of the world from all 12 tribes was into the United States of America when it was founded. There's never been an influx like that in history in any nation. Therefore, it makes it a type of the millennial, right? Makes it a type of the New Jerusalem, makes it a type of way it talks in the book of Revelation. It sure does. And I'll show you that. I'll show you that tie. I'll show you how that thing works in just in a little bit when we go to Micah chapter 4. I'll show you how it, how it, artic- how it matriculates down how did and it did yeah, Isaiah um, Micah chapter four, the first part of it, just like in Isaiah, the two there's chapter there's chapter in Isaiah chapter two and I Micah chapter four, first six verses are practically identical. But they're all talking about the day of the Lord in that day. That's that millennial day that goes on for a thousand years plus out into eternity. It never ends. The day of the Lord never ends, people. It goes on out into eternity where there's time no longer. But there is a period of time when Jesus Christ rules on the throne of David. He has to, or you you might as well fold up the lids of this book and throw it in the garbage can. Because the promise is over and over and over again in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Now, as 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 uh, charitably as I know how, if you are on the con on the on the disbelieving side, I I, I ask you in Christian love to tri- to prove it with the Scripture. Prove, and I didn't say prove it with an idea of uh, allegorical teaching, where the man is the one that tells you what the Word of God says. I'm telling you to prove it by what the, the black and white letters on the white page says, the literal interpretation. The literal meaning of what it says. When it says Christ is going to uh, uh, 
rule on the throne of David. It doesn't mean that he's going to rule in your, your, your heart, the throne of David. See, the allegorizers will tell you, well, that's really reigning in your heart. That's Christ sitting in the throne of your heart. They spiritualize it away. They can't fathom what it's going to talk about here in chapter 11 coming to pass it, uh, with the, the supernatural stuff that's going to happen. I have told you over and over again that we're going to every, that history, according to the word of God, is a circle. Not according to Brother Don, according even to unsaved historians. They realize the circular, the circular paths of civilization. They understand, if you've never read any of those big books, you're not a big reader or nothing, I'm telling you this, you can take my word for it or not, but some of the greatest world historians on civilization, they know it. It's just repeat, repeatable after repeatable after repeatable, making the same mistakes overnight. That's where those sayings come from. Those that don't know history are condemned to repeat the lessons of history. Or there's one thing that men learn from history is that men never learn from history. That's where those sayings come from. And, and, and the wisest man that ever lives tells you that it's a, it's a circular thing. Well, we're going to wind back up in a time period that's antediluvian. It's a time period when there's going to be supernatural beings, Allah, the Lord Jesus Christ, with us, in supernatural bodies, bodies likened unto him, are going to rule and reign. There were supernatural bodies antediluvian, supernatural people antediluvian, the bad guys that screwed up everything. Well, the next time this happens and it, the world is full of natural and supernatural, it's going to be the good guys, see? All it does is goes makes a huge circle, and it go, and and civilization and history winds up back where it began. And anybody that knows this book knows that. And if you don't know the book, you don't know that. If you if you if you've trusted your soul and your knowledge to an individual. Hopefully that individual has, is of the Lord and is a Bible-believing Christian that is spirit-filled that has taught you the truth. If you've listened to some of the hirelings and false prophets and false teachers out there, your mind's all screwed up. And sometimes the truth can come either as it can either come and comfort you or it can cut you and hurt you because it will destroy the prideful person. If you're so dead set on believing something that's not biblical, then that's nothing but human pride. And that's the first list on the, the so quote unquote cardinal sins. That's the first thing on the list. Proverbs chapter 6. These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination. The first one's a proud look. God hates pride. Why does he hate pride? 
Because they ain't nothing that you've got to be proud about. There's all kind of things to be thankful about. But pride is not one of them. See, there's a difference between thankfulness and pride. Thankfulness is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of thanksgiving, it says in the book of Hebrews. Being thankful in all things, good and bad, that's a sacrifice. God's well pleased with that sacrifice. And you can't get through the epistle. You can't go 10 verses hardly in the epistles without Paul talking about being thankful, being thankful, being thankful, being thankful. Peter talks about being thankful. You can't hardly go anywhere about being thankful because there's that much to be thankful for. And all the misery and junk that goes on and has gone on for the last 6,000 years, is going to be rectified. Everybody's going to get a chance to plead their case, and they're going to get to the natural human being, the natural, not the spiritual, not the born again, not the ones with new bodies, but the natural flesh and blood in the Adamic nature, in the Adamic body, is going to get a second chance. To see, not by faith, but by seeing the one that died, seeing the holes in his hands, seeing his nail-pierced side, seeing us in supernatural bodies just like him, they're going to get to see what they've turned their back on and their, their four, their, some of their forefathers have turned their back on. They're going to get an opportunity to, be, to go and do these things in the flesh. See if they can work, do these works, and have right to the tree of life, as it says in the book of Revelation, chapter 21 and 22. You see, there's a time period coming. See, everything everything that's even taught that gets any traction at all, like Dr. Scott said last night, it's a half-truth that's wrong. It, it's, it, it's a truth that's quick twisted. Because you can't get any grip on a bunch of people unless it's got a little truth in it. So there's going to come a time when there won't be no you having to believe in what somebody said. You'll have to believe in what you see. Then we will see if you're all that hot. See, the Bible says you still don't stand a chance. <laughs> Some of them do, and you gener another generation. Some will make it through, but it won't be under the under the auspices of the blood of Christ. It won't be under the auspices of the bride of Christ. You will not have a supernatural body like we'll have. People think it's a big deal because the lion is gonna, you know, the wolf's gonna lay down with the with the with a with a lamb, and the carnivorous animals are going to eat straw like an ox, but yet they say they believe that, that God can raise the dead. They don't believe one, they, they say they believe the other one. I have my doubts about them even believing either one. Have you ever thought about it that way? When Paul's talking to King Agrippa, he says, 
Why do you think it, King Agrippa, is such a strange thing that God should raise the dead? <laughs> because the thing about it is, the resurrection is the kingpin, see? Every supernatural, everything that seems at giants cometh to civilization under the earth, supernatural beings, the resurrection trumps it all, makes every bit of it possible. And if the Word of God says it's true, then why can't you believe it and embrace it? Can I get an amen, Brother Dave? Amen. And that's what people's problem is. You pick and choose what you believe and what you don't want to believe, see? You let, you let the old man dictate to the new man. Then if you do have a new man in you, and you are a new creature in Christ Jesus, you won't have no trouble with this stuff. Unless you have let that hunk of dead flesh dictate to you what to believe and what not to believe because other, other people might think I'm strange because I believe that those that superstitious stuff. Now, there is superstitious stuff, don't get me wrong. Like thing, bowing down to a tree thinking that tree is going to help you some way. That's superstitious. Because an idol is nothing, Paul says. And the Lord says it too here in the Old Testament. Especially in the book of Isaiah in chapter 45 or 44. Or 40, it's in the 40s. Bowing down to the stock of a tree. That's superstitious. It's not superstitious to believe that there's a civilization underneath your feet because the Word of God declares it from Genesis all the way to Revelation. Amen, Brother Yes, yes indeed. Talking to my daughter about that today. What about somebody calling up somebody from underneath that in that world beneath our feet? The Bible tells you about it. Do you believe it? <laughs> Say Second Samuel 28. I mean, come on. So as we go through this, you think about that. But there's a key verse in here that, like I said, takes a hobnail boot and kick and throws into the bottomless pit the idea that there's not going to be a millennial reign. When do you think we're going to... Have you been a king in this world? Brother Kevin, how, how, have you, how do you like reigning on your throne lately? Has it been pretty good, brother? <laughs> well, the Bible says you're going to be kings and priests. When? It ain't going, you're not going to be kings and priests in heaven over God and the Lord Jesus. <laughs> Come on, folks. Yeah. Use your brain for something besides something to put a baseball cap on. You either believe the book or you don't. If you form your beliefs according to what the book says, not what somebody says it says, not what somebody teaches it says, but if you form your beliefs over what the Word of God says, then you know the only one to blame if it's not true. The only one it'll be to blame if it's not if it's not true. The only one it'll be to blame will be you'll have an excuse before the Father Himself. Now, do you really think that that's going to fly? 
You think really the Lord's going to beat you, whip you for believing what he said? Come on. Why don't other preachers teach you this stuff? Why don't they talk to you like this? They don't love you enough to talk to you like if they even believe it themselves. That's why. That's why. So after that little introduction and tirade, Brother Dave, if you would, let's just start slowly and come down through chapter 11. Let's see. Let's get to that verse, and I'll, I'll probably start ranting again. We'll get to the, that key verse. Mm-hmm. That nobody even know, that don't, nobody pays any attention to that absolutely proves Ezekiel thirty seven is coming and it hadn't happened yet and the Lord's going to have to rule and reign on the throne of David. It tells you that Israel's got to be gathered together. Every one of those promises, like Doctor Scott said, they have to be fulfilled. He mentioned Tom Paine, the great philosopher lost his faith because he saw the promises to the house of Israel and you couldn't find fulfillment of them. That's the reason some people say spiritualized that the Presbyterian church lost their faith. They, they lost it because they spiritualized it, put all the promises to the house of Israel and gave them to the church. Well, if God fulfilled them literally with Judah, he will fulfill them literally with the house of Israel too. I've said enough, Brother Dave. Let's get started. Okay. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Now that's branches, capital B. Capital. That's talking about the branch. Everybody knows that's one of the names of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go ahead, brother. Amen. Verse 2. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. Now, Luke sixteen fifteen. The Lord says out of his own mouth, Ye are they that justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your heart. See, men judge after the outward outward appearance. The Lord Jesus Christ is not going to judge after the outward appearance. He's not even going to judge off of some things that are said. He's going to judge after the intents of the heart, the motive, what the works of a Christian, what sort it is at the judgment seat of Christ. The word of God just it divides asunder even after soul and spirit to the marrow of the bone, even the thoughts and intents of the heart. And he's the big W and we're reading the little W. Go ahead, Brother Dave. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth and he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. Has he, has he done that yet? See, they quite a bit of wicked people in the world. George Soros, he's still running around, isn't he, Brother David? Yes, he is. <laughs> I don't think yep, he's, he's slain the wicked yet. Yep. 
Yeah. Satan. And all the, all the allegories, oh, he's talking about spiritually. No, he means what he says. It's called the day of God's vengeance. That's why when the Lord read out of the book of Isaiah, stood up in the temple, he couldn't read the rest of the verse. He had to stop because the day of God's vengeance has not come yet. And it's during that time period of the day of the Lord that's when all these promises will be fulfilled. It hasn't happened yet, but it will. Yes. It will happen just as sure as he rose from the dead. It will happen. We still haven't got to the verse that proves it, that it's coming, but we're fixing to get there shortly. Go ahead, brother. And that's another real good example of the power of God's word there, too. Yes, brother. That he's might the earth with the rod of his mouth. Absolutely. That's what Paul says in uh, Thessalonians. Yes. That's what Paul, Paul quotes from this passage right here in the book of Thessalonians when he shows you a mystery about the catching up of the saints. He tells you that the Lord's going to get, with the, with, the, with the fire coming out of his mouth, he tells you that in the book of Revelation. Amen. And you got witnesses all through the New Testament. Some of you want to run around, hang around in Leviticus. I'll just anyway. I'm not going to get. I can't get away from it. But go ahead, brother, brother Dave. Yes, verse five. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid. All right, you've got. You've got. He hasn't slain the wicked yet. So we're going to go back up here. To verse 4. Verse 4, verse 3, everything you can say is is done come to pass. I mean, but you can put a second, you can put a second tier onto this of judgment seat of Christ and other judgments when he's going to judge not according to, you know, the actions or the words, but he's going to judge by righteousness, which that's the final key right there, as I've told you over and over again. The only thing that gets you in, the only thing that makes sure that makes that can't listen to the words I'm saying, that makes sure that the second death has no part with you is God's righteousness. And the only way that you can get God's righteousness is be in Christ Jesus, because Christ Jesus is the righteousness of God. That's the only way that you can be sure that the second death has no part on you. That's not my opinion. We just read it the other night, didn't we, Brother Dave? Yes. Okay. So go ahead, Brother. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid. So you cannot... See, this seems to be... This cannot happen. We all know that leopards eat lambs. So, therefore, we'll just say this is talking about the sin, the, the Jews are, are, that, that are wreaking such havoc. Allegorically speaking, this is talking about the wicked of the world, hidden over God's people. See, I know how they do it, folks. But that's not what it said. You see, in the antediluvian times, there was Adam didn't run around killing deer. 
in the garden. You, didn't you know that? There's nothing about running around having to raise cattle to do this, that, or the other. There's nothing about no worrying about no beast killing anybody in the antediluvian period. Well, it's going to be like that because when the Lord's here, when he's here in the flesh, everything's going to change. The atmosphere's going to change. The people are going to change. A child will be called, I mean, it said later on in the book of Isaiah, it says a child will be 100 years old and still called a child. Okay? There's little, there's little sections all out of these 66 books that deal with this time period called the millennial reign. In the book of Revelation, it's mentioned seven times. And some people try to tell you it's the Dark Ages when the Catholic Church was running rampant, slaughtering millions and millions and millions of Bible-believing Christians. Some of you folks are, there's, it, all that proves is there's a sucker born every minute. Just like P.T. Barnum said. Continue reading, Brother Dave. Um, verse 7. Isaiah 11, verse 7. And the cow and the bear shall feed. Their young ones shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. Wow. Say, say how's it going to eat straw like an ox? Because the Lord's going to change things. In that time period, after the last great battle, there's going when the Lord comes back, all he's got, folks, listen, if he can just go click, turn water to wine. See, this has all got to do with belief in the book. If he can just, nobody can die in his presence. There is not a single person that can stay dead or die in the presence of Jesus Christ. Did you not know that? When he comes on the scene, they have to come up. <laughs> and there's, no, there's not a, one record of anybody dying in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ or staying dead. Did you not know that? Well, you haven't read the Scripture. There's no record of anybody dying in his presence while he's alive. Nobody. The thieves on the cross, they couldn't die till he died. Lazarus couldn't stay dead. He had to he called him out by name. It's been said, many preachers have said in the past that if he hadn't used the personal word Lazarus called him out by his name, that all the graves would have opened up. Now I'm not just giving you just a little metaphorical quirks, okay, I'm telling you what the book says and what the book shows. So he's going to turn water to wine. You don't think he can change the teeth on the animals? And make a lion, have a lion chomping on straw? The very, the, you know what, the, the very act of dogs and stuff that are carnivorous and animals that eat grass right now, should, should, they, they even can do it with the teeth they got now but they do it for different reasons. You've really got to be into this book, folks. You've got to understand it and believe it to get this stuff, okay? You had not thought it all through spiritually. 
hey, if you, you if you haven't thought it through, that that's cool. But you need to think it through and give it to the Lord and let the Spirit of God show you some stuff. Amen, Brother Dave? Amen. Continue reading, brother. And the sucking child shall play on the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice den. See, now, I think your, your allegorizers, they'll say, well, this is the Lord just showing you that in heaven it's going to be so different than that we'll have to worry about this or since they'll run to Revelation and say there'll be no more death, there'll be no more pain, there'll be no more suffering. And so this is what the Lord really means when he's saying. No, he means exactly what he's saying. The, the rattlesnake won't even be after anybody anymore because the Prince of Peace is the only one that can bring real peace to this plane called the earth. And when he brings peace, it's not only peace, with mankind, it is peace with the animal kingdom as well. It's not only peace among nations, it'll be peace among nations, but it'll be peace among the animal kingdom as well. Yes. That's what sin did. The, our, Adam, our, our father Adam didn't just screw up him and Eve and our people. He screwed up everything. The curse of sin is not only on us, but it's on nature. But when the Lord comes back, and when things are when we get ten cities here, five cities there, some will be priests, some will be king, according to your inheritance, then everything's going to be different. Going to be a reset. Going to be a change. Continue on, brother. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And okay, there will be no excuses. We know, well, he's got this translation, and them. Oh, that's not nowhere in the originals. There is no such thing as the originals, folks. There, it, did you hear what I said? If you hear anybody say the originals say, you right then, you might as well just mark through their name. They're liars. There is no such thing as the originals. They're gone. Nobody has ever seen a copy of the originals. Nobody. All they've seen is a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. <laughs> yes. Nobody has seen an original. Now, I'm not going to get into manuscript evidence, so let's go continue on, Brother Dave. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. To it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. And it shall come to pass. Okay, in, in, the, in that day there's going to be a root of Jesse, and to him shall the nations seek. Revelation just your second witness to this is in the book of Revelation. It's in chapter 22. Where it tells, see, God's a nationalist. He's not a one world order deal. He believes in boundaries. He believes in nationalism. Even in Isaiah 13, it says that to people, when he gets to whenever the Lord 
sends that supernatural army that's going to kick butt and take names from under the earth. And those giants come back when everything, making men's hearts fail and for fear, it says that every man's going to go back to his own original country, don't it, Brother Dave? It sure does. And guess he's going to thrust through the ones that don't want <laughs> to right. separate. That's it. That's exactly right, brother. That's exactly right. See, folks, it's in the book. You just got to study it, rightly divide it, and believe it. That's all God asks you to do. That's all he asks you to do. Then we have such a hard time dealing with this world and the world system and everything that bombards us. Like Paul says, we're killed like sheep to the slaughter. The food you eat is poison. The water you drink is all screwed up. The air you breathe is messed up. And we and men still fight for that last breath. They fight to, to, to stay alive. You know, skin for Satan knows this. Skin for skin, all a man has will he give for his life. He just keeps on going to the doctor and getting this and getting that. And here I am getting another knee. I mean, I'm, I'm preaching to myself, too. I'm getting another knee. People, they get these herbs or that herbs, or they'll go to the doctor and get this medicine. All it does is, all the medicine does is, is just prolongs the situation or causes something else, and the side effects are worse than the, the original trouble to start with. I mean, man just wants to live on and live on and live on. As a general rule, the spiritual man, the man that's close to the Lord Jesus Christ, the man that realizes that everything, I said everything, every problem, every pain, every bad, by every solitary thing will be fixed by the fixer of it, by the creator of everything. He's going Amen. to fix everything. Okay? He's not going to leave nothing, no stone unturned. After about 50 years, we get so used to this thing, the only thing that makes us happy uh, in the natural, in the flesh, is what the flesh can get from the world around it. I understand. But see, it's according to which one of those men you've been feeding. It's according to how, how close you've been in prayer life with the Lord. It's according to how close are you really with the Lord. Paul said he was caught in a strait betwixt two, having desired to be with Christ, which is far better. Wanting to go on and be with the Lord. Job says the day of man, the day of one's death is better than the day of one's birth. The Bible says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Do you really believe that? Huh? Do you really? No, no, let's get another year. Let's, let's go get this. Get us another year on here. And I don't say that in mouse. All human nature is that way, folks. There's only some things that, that, that you can get 
you can get by faith. There's only, I mean, excuse me, let me rephrase that. It's all by faith. The just shall live by faith. But their understanding and the desire for the other side and thing, it comes through much trouble and sorrow. Okay? It, I can understand somebody living in a wonderful home with all their bills paid, 15 credit cards they don't have to worry about the interest on and money in the bank and a nice home. I can understand them wanting another year. I've been, I've had stuff like that, okay? But even with how I had stuff like that, I, I wanted the other. Because I know, I've always been in the book, okay? I was taught right. I was fortunate. I was a blessing that not everybody gets. I was taught right. I was taught what what I, what I would have to love to be able to be like my teacher, to think the way he thought, to feel the way he thought, and it all goes it goes back. It's like an apostolic succession. It goes right back through the ages, right back through two millennia, all the way to the Apostle Paul and the Lord Jesus Christ. It goes all the way back through history like that in the genes. I, I don't understand it, don't claim to. I know it's of the Lord. I mean, the martyrs were perfect examples. See, you can't, don't think, you think I'm crazy talking like this, don't you? It's because you don't know history. It's because you've never read, you've never read that Fox's Book of Martyrs. Over 30 million slaughtered. Some of them caved in, but the majority didn't. They loved not their lives unto the death. Did you hear what I just said? They loved not their lives unto the death. They chose death rather than going against the Lord. By, by the way, that's a direct quote from the book of Revelation. And they love not their lives unto the death. If the Lord tarries, you will have your opportunity, if so be the Spirit of God dwells in you. I promise. I promise. Not because I know I'm right, I know that's what the book says. Continue reading, brother. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover. There's the verse. What did it say, brother Dave? And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time. The second time. The second time. The second time. So there's going to be a second time that he's going to do what? Continue reading. To recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria and from Egypt and from Pathros and from Cush and from Elam and from Shinar and from Hamath and from the islands of the sea. 
You got that? The second time. The first time was his first coming. The second time is the day of the Lord. When he destroys all his enemies. And then he sets up his kingdom. And the two rods are put together. Chapter 37 in Ezekiel. Folks, that's the way it is. The second time. And all these post-millennial, millennial they don't believe in the second time. They believe that every you die and there's going to be a general judgment and everyone in the dead is going to be raised and everybody's going to get to a scale of justice and their sins are going to be on one side and their good works are going to be put on the other side and if the good works outweigh the sin, then they're going to go to heaven be with Aunt Sally. And if it don't, then they're, well, most people in these days think they're just going to burn up. Are you going to burn all right? <laughs> the pain is going to be forever. You can, either, you can either be there where there is no pain, no sorrow, no tears, no death, no nothing, where it's all wonderful, where, I, where you can't imagine where it's going to be actually, the, all the word of God don't even have it in it because Paul said, I was a new man in Christ. About three four, he caught up to third heaven which saw things he was not able to speak about. Then he goes into Corinthians chapter 2 and says, For I have not seen nor ear heard nor entered the heart of man the things that God had prepared for them that love him. There's things there with the, this book don't even tell you about. Now either you can have that are you you can have no pain, or you can have all that stuff personified forever and ever and ever because you turned down the free gift of salvation that was offered by God's Son on Calvary, where He shed His blood because He loved you. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Have you received that free gift? Do you want no sorrow? Do you want no pain? Do you want to be with heaven with Aunt Sally? Do you want to rule and reign? It all is a choice. During this time of grace, has the Spirit of God knocked on the heart of your door, on the door of your heart? Christ said in Revelation chapter 3, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens up, I'll come in and sup with him and he with me. Do you want no pain, no suffering, no tears, a high that you'll have forever, not a drug-based high on this earth today, not no alcohol depressant, not none of that that passes away, but a, a, a position of thinking and euphoria that you cannot imagine that will last throughout. You cannot, because you, you don't know what eternity means, and neither do I. It just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. About one drop of blood. Christ loved his bride. God loves Israel. And the whosoever wills get in because of their choice of belief in God's way. Been that way since God brought us out of Egypt, and it's that way to the very end. Can I get an amen, Brother Dave? Amen.
the second time. And believe me, the first time he was the kinsman redeemer. The second time he comes as the king of kings and the lord of lords to kick butt and take names. And I don't have no problem saying that because it's throughout the scriptures if you believe the book. And you don't want to be on the other end. Can you, brother? Verse 12. And he shall set up an ensign for the nations, and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel, and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. There's the flat plain <laughs> yes. The four corners, there it is. It's all through the scriptures. Mm. I just heard, like I, I was telling last night, I think I mentioned it before we started the program, I saw a, a video that this 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 independent Bible-believing Baptist, <laughs> he had got the flat earth down. He went through over 40 verses of scripture proving the flat earth. But then he said, he said, you can't be a Bible-believing literalist and not believe it. And he's right. You can't. Yes. You have to deny the Word of God. You say, does that mean people are bad that don't believe? No, I didn't say that. Folks, you were once blinded to some things. You were once deceived. I was once deceived by some things. Probably still am, and the Lord hadn't opened my eyes to it yet. See, I'll, I'll admit that. I know that's true. But what I do know, I know, okay? I know when the book says da, 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 that it means da, da, da. It don't mean day, 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 okay? Period. I know that's a fact. And when it says the second time he's going to gather Judah and the remnant of Israel gather them together, the second time it's gonna, everything's going to come together, you better believe it's going to do it. It's going to happen. And then all these little places just got through telling you this time period is going to happen, that nature's going to change. Earlier in the book of Isaiah, there's a little stretch where it says the increase of his government shall have no end. And that increase in government's not talking about the kind of government we got today, a government that just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, the federal government gets bigger and bigger. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about the people, the population that he's going to govern is going to increase and there'll be no end to the increase. Where are they going to go? Hey, this is for eternity. Where are they going to go? <laughs> Where they got, what, you eventually you can pour so much water in the glass and eventually you know it's going to spill over the top well he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness and there's going to be kings you know from the nations how's he going to do it I don't know same way he took up hey, hey listen see you don't understand you don't think same way he took up Elijah and Enoch alright Whatever kind of position they're in, what kind of bubble they got around them, what kind of special grace God's given them, I don't understand it. How he does that kind of stuff, I just know he's going to do it. And I believe it. And I know it's true because the book says it's true. 
I bet my soul on it. The second time, well, what all kinds of stuff happens at that second time. It just got through telling you a little bit of it a while ago. It's so hard for some people to buy and so hard for you to understand. That, no, it's not hard to understand. Hard for some people to believe. But, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I believe he rose from the dead. The resurrection is the kingpin, folks. That's the nail clincher. If you can believe that, you ought to believe all the rest of it. Like I said, just like Paul busted Agrippa with. One, <laughs> one Felix thought he was mad. Paul, thou art mad. See? And when I talk like this, some people come to this part, they think this guy's crazy. He's crazy because he believes what God says. He just doesn't don't understand that this is really an allegorical passage, and really this is done taking place back when all those people were getting slaughtered. Yeah, but folks, it's foolishness, okay? If you do not take God at His word, continue reading, brother David. We're never going to get out of here. The envy also of Ephraim shall. Depart, and the adversaries of Judah shall be cut off. Ephraim shall not envy Judah, and Judah shall not vex Ephraim. There's, there's Ezekiel 37. Man, Brother Dave, you know what I'm talking about. You know what's there. Yes. That's when the two sticks are joined together, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, the two sticks, yes. All right, you know millennialers. When is that taking place? It happened. It happened. Go ahead, brother. But they shall fly upon the shoulders of the Philistines toward the east. They shall spoil them of the east together. They shall lay their hand upon Edom and Moab, and the children of Ammon shall obey them. And the Lord shall utterly destroy the tongue of the Egyptian sea, and with his mighty wind shall he shake his hand over the river, and shall smite it in the seven streams, and make men go over dry shod. And there shall be an highway for the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria. Ah, ah, I wonder what highway that is. See, it's done changed, it's done changed tones, folks. Did you catch it? It's went from the millennial period and kicked back in history. Did you catch it? I wonder if that highway happens to be the pathway through the Caucasus Mountains. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. What well, it sure sounds like, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Continue, brother. And there shall be an highway for the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria, like as it was to Israel in the day that he came up out of the land of Egypt. Well, what did the children of Israel do when they came out of Egypt? Wouldn't it a multitude getting out of one place going to another? Yes, didn't a migration. They that they, that's right. It was a migration, and did not they go? Didn't they go through a sea that was divided? Yes, yes, they did, folks. I'm telling you. I'm just saying. Next chapter, brother. Okay. Isaiah 12, verse one. 
And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee, though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortedest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. I hear Isaiah start giving some personal stuff. This is a fan, this is one like I said. I can't say enough how fantastic this book is, and is one of the reasons we've been back in it innumerable times over the last six years. Go ahead, brother. Therefore, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation, and in that day. Shall ye say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted. Absolutely. It's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm telling you right here, in that day, when you see that, I've told you folks before, I just told it to another brother on the telephone the other day, he was asking about how he could tell when it was when the, the scriptures got to talking about end time events and the very end and uh, the day of the Lord events, I said, when you see the Bible say in that day, when it starts talking about a big event taking place, in that day, in that day, in that day, or the day of the Lord, when you see those phrases, pay attention because it's it's a reference, it's a reference to. The day of the Lord. In that day is a reference to the day of the Lord, which I told you earlier. The millennial is part of that day, which is an eternal day. Okay? It goes on out into eternity. Because how do I know that? Because the angels tell you in Revelation, there is time no longer. I mean, the Bible's got the answers. You just got to know and go search and study and understand where they are. Okay? And make mental notes. If you can't, if you don't have a good memory, write it down where you can go reference it. Where you can always give an answer to those biblically ignorant. And I don't say that with malice, but it's a fact. You got biblically ignorant teaching biblically ignorant. What kind of? <laughs> you ever thought about that, brother Dave? Yes, the blind leading the blind. <laughs> Yeah, the Lord said a blind leading the blind. They both fall in the ditch. You got so many people, biblically ignorant people out there, teaching biblically ignorant people. It's sad. It's almost, if if I was as soul conscious and had as much love as I need to have, I would spend days crying about it, folks, and weeping to the Lord in prayer. That's how serious it is. That's how serious it is. And those biblically ignorant people, they're not going to challenge somebody that's not biblically ignorant. They're not going to do it. I give them that much credit. The only way you can not become not biblically ignorant is what I just got through talking about the first of the program. And to, to, to be that, you've got to obey the book. There has to be obedience. There has to be a love. And for there to be a love, there's got to be a new birth. 
and you got to understand your first love, and you got to have that first love. It all goes together. It all fits like a glove, doesn't it, Brother Dave? Sure does, absolutely. I, that, 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 there's no other words that, that I can explain, it, folks. I can't, I can't articulate it any to where you'll understand it any better. Okay. A person with a third grade education could understand what I said just as well as somebody with a doctorate. Continue reading, Brother Day. Isaiah twelve five, Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Who's that Holy One of Israel, brother? <laughs> the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Amen, 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 amen. Now, folks, listen. And I'm going to say this, and, and then what time is it, Brother Dave? I have 8.27 Eastern, so 7.27 Central. 7.27, so we've been on over an hour? Yes. Okay. Uh, my phone says an hour and a half, but oh, that's we were good. talking okay. Okay. for a while first. I think 10 or 15 minutes, right? Yes. Okay, well, we'll just we'll go ahead and, uh, first of all, go to Micah Chapter 4, and, and next talk she program. We will cover Micah chapter 4 and 5 completely. But let's just go there real quick before we shut her down for tonight. Okay. And I want to show y'all a little bit. I'm going to show you how allegory works. This is allegorical, folks. This part of the, this, this is, can be spiritualized in, in history, all right? I mean, some of, there's a few verses that's kind of kinky that's hard to get a grip on, all right? And I'll show you when we come. Wait just a minute, brother. If we get into this, I will, I will be not be able to contain myself. Let me just tell, let me just tell you what it says, and then we'll get into it next Monday night. It talks about it. it it's, it's a it's a verb for the first six verses. It's a verbatim uh, Isaiah chapter two. In that day, the blah 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 blah. Anyway, in Micah, it talks about that. It talks about this time period. It talks about a time period when there's going to be peace and prosperity for most people. You know, it's going to be a good time. Let me just put it down in plain, simple, put it on the plate. It's going to be a prosperous time for a while, and everybody's going to serve the Lord. I mean, not everybody, but the majority of God's people is going to serve the Lord in one capacity or another. I'll show you what I mean by that when we go there next Monday night. In one capacity or the other, and then all of a sudden they're going to start slipping, and they're going to wind up back in Babylon where they came from. That's the spiritualization of it. That's the way it works. And then after that fall into degeneration and wickedness for a period of time, then stands up seven shepherds and eight principal men. Okay? The Lord gives them another shot. I taught on this five years ago. All right? Anybody can go back in the archives and find it. I taught on this that this was the only shot that I saw in the scriptures to where there could be some type of a of an awakening period to where the Lord would give a reprieve. I taught that long time ago, okay? And it's very possible if you I'm not talking about looking around how at the, all the niggers or the uh, or the Islamic uh, 
heathens or the Mohammedans or whatever. I'm not talking about looking around at them and pointing at that and forgetting the bigger picture. I'm talking about looking at the big picture of things, the way things are happening. If you can get a wide perspective in the political landscape today, you realize that in 2017, God sucker punched Satan with the election of Donald J. Trump. Folks, I don't care what you say, that was a miracle. Okay? And I don't know how many people have forgotten how we fasted and prayed for it to take place. How soon we are to forget things like that. So I'm just saying, we'll know, we'll know for sure if you can't have how things keep on going. But this is a reprieve, in my in my opinion. See, I'm not this, and I'm not saying this is biblical doctrine. I'm giving you my opinion. Looking at the broad spectrum, if things continue to get better and continue on the road that they're on now. There's sealed indictments right now, folks, for people that you know of that you went to YouTube and saw clips of of pedophiles and stuff. And if the, if the indictments, those sealed indictments, means that they haven't been turned loose to the public. Remember, I told you this: when you start seeing some of those mainline people that everybody prays go to jail, go to prison, and when you see the economy keep rising and you see the dollar. I hate it for you Canadians, but when the dollar starts getting stronger and stronger, when you watch that happen, all the doomsayers, if, if that happens, then you'll know, then you'll know that this that stuff in Micah chapter 4 and 5 is spot on, which it is spot on anyway, but I, like I said, five years ago, I said that was the only place I could find in Scripture. Most people can't even find it. Don't even know it's there. I'm talking of my brethren. They don't even have a fact. They don't have a clue that's even in the Scripture. They saw absolutely no hope of any reprieve whatsoever. But anyway, after having said that, Brother Dave, go ahead and dismiss us in a word of prayer. Oh, by the way, is there any questions in the chat room? I'll ask before we close. No, there isn't. Okay, then if you will, go ahead and lead us in, dismiss us in a word of prayer, bro. I'd appreciate okay. it very much. Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give thanks for this evening. We thank you, Lord, that you don't leave your people without a hope, without a future. And I thank you, Lord, that in Jesus Christ we have the greatest future that we could ever imagine. Yes. And those that believe in you on this earth, in your millennial reign, they will have the opportunity and they will be blessed here, but not the way they could have been and even they have a hope. And Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you continue throughout these coming weeks to reveal your word to us, to burn your word upon our heart and mind, Lord, that we may not sin against you, that as we study and read your word, that new vigor and resolve and determination to do all those things that you place upon our heart and the word of God emphasizes, that they be fulfilled in our lives and that we set the course of our lives and the compass of our lives by the word of God and chart that course that the Bible has for us I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit 
speak these things to each person in an individual manner that they can receive it, that they can be excited and retain and and renew their first love for the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray for this uh, upcoming Monday that when we go through Micah 4, I pray that people would be giving great insight into God's Word, not just for excitement or titillation or for amusement, like watching a TV show or some silly nonsense, but Lord, that we would be motivated and captivated and spellbound by your Word and nothing else, that we would allow the Word to be the thing that mesmerizes us, that draws us, that compels us, that consumes us the love for the love of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of his word. And I pray this in the name of Jesus, so be it. Amen. Amen and amen. Just one real one little common sense don't go to Second Timothy chapter two, brother. I want to show okay. everybody something. Just what those no millennialers. I want to ask them one question. I want you to go down to where uh, I think it starts at verse sixteen. This is a faithful saying. I, I, I want to ask you folks a common sense question that are no millennialers, all right? Uh, and I want you Paul, what, see what Paul says. Okay. He, <laughs> uh, go ahead and start reading, brother. It's at the very yeah. first verse, the best verse. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 11. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. Can I ask you, no millennialers, when it, how you like your throne? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, you been reigning? Uh, John Calvin didn't reign. Martin Luther didn't reign. Bob Jones Sr. didn't reign. Dr. Rubman didn't reign. Dr. Scott didn't reign. Nobody's reigned. The Pope don't count because he ain't Christian no way. Yes. So uh, I'm asking you, when did you reign? It's a faithful saying. I've been trying to tell you that if God says it, that settles it, that's it. When have you reigned? You I got reigned on. I've reigned over the king. Of, I'm the king of my household, blah, blah, blah. That I've heard every way. I've heard it tried to be explained away by the Noah and uh, post-millennialers a thousand different ways, folks. It just... The dog won't hunt. He's been neutered, and his legs is cut out from under him. A dog won't hunt. God promises there's going to be a time period when Jesus Christ is going to physically sit on the throne of David, and that the bride's going to rule and reign with him a thousand years. You better take it to the bank. It's going to happen. Amen, Brother Dave. Amen. God bless each and every one of you, and Lord willing and health permitting, we will be back Friday night with Dr. Scott and the continued teaching on the 12 tribes. Good night, everyone. God bless you. May God's grace go with you and his face shine upon you. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen. And amen. amen. Good night, brother. Good night, everyone. Good night, Pastor Don. Good night. Give me a call, brother, later on this week. Yes.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.